Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes blow Hey, down. everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini So This week... It's just me, Papa Scotch, and I am going to kick off one of my most ambitious projects I've ever done in my entire life. I am doing a four-part, count it, four-part series. Every Monday in April, we are dropping you something about Cyberpunk. Now, the first two, I'll kind of talk about the first two. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the timeline. I, I feel that Cyberpunk is an extremely important moment in gaming, and not for any of the good reasons. I also think it's a very important thing to talk about when it comes to really any company in any field that delivers a product and basically lives or dies by what the consumers want. Um, I, I, I think these there were some fascinating business decisions made around all of this. Uh, so I thought it would be fun. I did a I did a bunch of research. I did more research on this than any other fucking episode I've ever done. And, you know, they're not exactly... We're not slouches with this. I mean, every episode we watch the video, we look up other stuff, we think about, we talk about before. We probably put in just personally at least three hours a week just researching for the episode. I can't imagine what we'd do if we could do this full time. I might actually get some pretty good stuff in there. Anyway, so the first episode, I am talking about the timeline of Cyberpunk. The first two, it's going to be a two-parter. There's a lot involved here. We are starting with the announcement of when the game is going to come out, and we are going to end with today. And... By today, I mean when I finished recording this. So maybe other stuff comes out. It's a moment in time. You know, it's not, it's not a perfect history of forever. So the first two are going to be two parts, the timeline. Next one after that, part three is going to be the review. And my personal review, uh, like how I did the Watch Dogs Legion review. And uh, it's it's going to be just basically my experience with the game, the mechanics, the this mostly the story, because it is a story podcast. is what you guys come here for. But also the other stuff. And then the fourth installment, oh boy. That is where we are going to get into the glitches, the issues, the problems, and the stuff that's wrong with the game itself. I'm not going to talk about overpromising, under-delivering. I'm going to get set in a timeline a little bit. Uh, maybe it'll give me you know, some fodder for later episodes. But for now, let's just get into it. Let's talk about it. This story starts way the fuck back. October 10th, 2012. Yeah, 10 10 12. That is when the original announcement for this game existed. And uh, I, there's this thing isn't going to be filled with all kinds of comments, but uh, I'm going to be talking about certain elements, and I'm going to be reading some quotes, uh, mostly from CD Projekt Red, sometimes from uh, interviewers or interviewees, uh, people involved with the company, uh, journalists, other people. So this, we're going to start with a blurb, because I think it's a great, great spot for us to start talking about this. Okay. And I am quoting. The creators promise that Cyberpunk 2077 will be true to the essence of the cyberpunk genre. Players will be thrown into the dark future year of 2077 and into a world where advanced technologies have become both the salvation and the curse of humanity. A multi-thread non-linear story designed for mature players, in parentheses, a CD Projekt Red trademark, close parentheses, will take place in the sprawling metropolis of Night City and its surroundings. 
Players will have a chance to visit places well-known from Cyberpunk 2020, including a combat zone completely taken over by gangs, the legendary Afterlife Joint, and the nostalgic Forlorn Hope, end quote. So that is the first original announcement back on October 10th, 2012. This is a game that is based off of technically a board game, uh, which kind of coined the term Cyberpunk from what I read. And uh, I mean, there's not much to it. It's just telling people it's coming. It's going to be cyberpunky, which by then we all kind of understood what that meant as far as an aesthetic style. And uh, it's going to be involving some cool stuff for the board game. So people were excited. People thought it was interesting. Uh, CD Projekt Red, the company who made this game, at the time, I don't know if they released Witcher yet, but they they were, before all of this happened, an industry darling. And we are, we are going to get to that a little bit. And uh, so we'll just go ahead and move on. We have we did there was no silence, nothing for the next three months until January tenth, twenty thirteen, when they debuted the trailer. Now this is mostly a tech demo. It was extremely early. No one really expected this to be reminiscent of the final game. Uh, for the most part, it is a three D model of a woman standing there with what looks like to be the mantis blades, which actually would make it into the final game. But they're these uh, cybernetic extensions that come out of people's forearms that look that like bend backwards towards a person, then another part forward, as in blades. Like they look kind of like a mantis arm. You get it. You could you could figure it out. But uh, it was it was very visually impressive. It looked great. It looked light years ahead of anything that was being developed in 2013 for sure. Um, it it was mostly just like a frozen 3D, uh, I guess setting. And the camera was kind of just going through this 3D space. Um, I mean, look, this is an early design. Uh, everyone was kind of excited for it, kind a little bit hyped. Uh, people were excited about the direction it was going. I'm talking in generalizations here. Uh, I don't have... I could go back and pull Twitter. I could go back and pull uh, the written articles. Most of this stuff I got from Kotaku. Thank you very much because of your nice sorting feature. But um, I'm talking in... in generalizations they i don't have the resources to back this up this the work cited if you will so i'm just kind of talking about a culturally i guess prescient zeitgeist that you really can't prove i probably you could with data but i'm not going to go that far um just remember this isn't real journalism i'm doing i'm i'm just trying to give you an idea of the timeline of all the stuff that happened uh i'm not a visual video game journalist i didn't do any of this extensive research i've never personally talked to anyone from there so let's just move on. Um, there was also, in this original debut trailer, a very different look to the game. Uh, there were no visible mods that uh, everyone has like on their face, neck, shoulders, arm areas. Uh, it was only just really the Mantis Blades, which kind of... I, I don't want to count that as a big strike against it, because it's a different game. It, it, it was a different time. It was nine years ago. Things change. Uh, but everyone generally, I mean, it looked cool. It looked really cool. Um, the only thing that really seemed to have been preserved from this still was the Mantis Blades. Uh, everything else is just cops. I mean, the cops looked completely different in the final game. Uh, there were also, I believe in this trailer, there were flying cars and there were no flying cars in the game. There kind of were, yes, flying transports, but we were kind of led to believe that everyone would have one. I, you can't drive a flying transport in this game for some reason. I don't know why. So, fast forward, March 3rd. 2013. Now, uh, there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of information dropped out. 
Uh, mostly, this was the multiplayer announcement that said the game will be multiplayer. In case you're wondering, as of now, we still haven't had any multiplayer. They say it's going to come out, but I don't know why or how. Um, basically, that was the big announcement, multiplayer announcement game. And uh, the other part was they talked a little bit about this. Uh, it would never make it to the final game, but they talked about something called a transplant implant. And uh, basically, it was an implant you would have to buy in the game, make it part of your character, and then you'd be able to decipher in-game languages. Like, say, for example, if someone in the game was speaking Spanish and you yourself don't understand it, you could get this implant, put it in your character, and then you could see what they're saying via text, which is actually a pretty neat thing. I don't know why they didn't bother with this. Uh, this was dropped, definitely. Uh, now in the game, you see like uh, if someone's speaking a different language, it'll originally show up in the language, and then it'll immediately trans translate to the other game, uh, to, the to your native language. Um, so then we go silent. We go silent for a long time. Remember, that was March 3rd, 2013. We have not heard any, there's no hint at a timeline, nothing going on, and we are radio silent for almost for over three years. The next announcement of anything wouldn't come out till May 10th, 2016. Uh, if it feels like the people have been talking about this game forever, it's because they were. I mean, geez, 2012. So that was three full years and two months before anything came out. So when this happened, there was an article on Kotaku that said. Uh, and it was titled, The People Making Cyberpunk 2077 Would Like to Correct a Misconception About Game Development. And uh, there's a lot in here, but best, basically they talked to Jose Teixeira. Uh, he's a visual effects artist that worked at Project, or CD Projekt Red, possibly at the time. Not sure if he's still there. But uh, he, he goes, and I quote, I'm going to read this little blurb from the article. Shout out to Kotaku. Thank you very much. But uh, the quote is, I'm, and this is Jose Teixeira talking, quote, I mentioned that we are upgrading the engine based on the feedback everyone gave us from The Witcher 3, Tashira said. Quote, we're upgrading the engine. It's a pretty thorough upgrade. Almost every aspect of the engine is getting upgraded. My particle effects editor is getting upgraded, as is almost every other tool. So this quote-unquote game development, as they call it, is creating tools to essentially do their job. Um, now, the, uh, the article... They would go on to say in this, and uh, I'm just going to read it off for you, but uh, this is Tashir again. But the article that was written online was worded in a slightly clickbaity type way that made it sound like we haven't even really started working on Cyberpunk yet, he added. I didn't say that. We're just upgrading the tools. That's all I said. That's something that any company that uses custom software has to do from time to time. That's all. So this is Jose Tashira in... On May 5th, no, May 10th, 2016, saying, you guys are being ridiculous. Of course we started working on Cyberpunk. We're, we're fine-tuning our tools. Don't even know what you're talking about. So that makes it, uh, we would eventually get, you know, those two things that never happened. The transplant, the multiplayer, and we'll find out later of what this timeline was all about. Now, uh, at this point, The Witcher 3 had come out. Uh, the, it was a huge hit. Huge hit. Uh, CD Projekt Red was seen as sort of the industry darling. They didn't price gouge. They gave a bunch of DLC away for free. Uh, the game was expansive, big. Uh, the characters, everyone loved them. I personally hadn't played it, but this is a very beloved game. Uh, for some, Like for me, that game's Fallout 3, and this is definitely one up there with Skyrim and, and one that people just fucking love. Uh, I should mention, to be fair... 
yes, there were glitches in Witcher 3. It was not a perfect game by any means. Uh, sometimes horses would be in the air or on top of roofs. Sometimes the character would just T-pose in the air. Stuff happened. Uh, but everyone pretty much looked past it. Uh, but, you know, there were some fun memes at the expense of it. But for the most part, people were like, you know what? It's a great game. We'll deal with the glitch here or there. No big deal. So now this is something that I find very interesting because no one's talking about this. Remember, that article about the tools coming out came out May 5th, 2016. So now we are four years past the announcement, and all we've heard is, hey, we're making tools. And a debut trailer and saying multiplayer is going to happen. Even though there's no, there's no gameplay, there's nothing. So now we are fast-forwarding to June 8th, 2017. So over a year later, and uh, this is something, I don't know why any journalist is talking about this. There's They're not talking about it, and I think it should be mentioned. I honestly think everyone forgot about it, but... This was June 8th, 2017. CD Projekt Red was hacked. Supposedly, hackers got their hands on some early design documents. Uh, there's, there's still... CD Projekt Red had to come out and talk about it, but they said there's no release day. Uh, they officially came out and said that has not yet announced a release day for Cyberpunk 2077. And then their quote that came out was, an unidentified individual or individuals with access to early design documents for Cyberpunk 2077 we will not be giving in to the demands, the company said, which might eventually lead to the files being published online. So remember this. June 8th, 2017, CD Projekt Red is hacked. This will come up later. Again, recently, they got hacked. I'll just say it. We're going to get to it eventually. But no one's talking about how they already were hacked, which is kind of embarrassing for any real company. Uh, you know, uh, hacks happen. I mean, they really do. And you got to think for large companies... Uh, ones like Capital One, Target. I mean, there have been some huge hacks. Wells Fargo was a big one. There were some big ones out there. And uh, the issues, I mean, all those companies are still around surviving because you can only do much for cybersecurity. It just takes one idiot with a password written on a post-it to ruin everything. So I, I'm never going to give a company a hard time for getting hacked. Shit happens, and you can't babysit every employee every second. However, I will give you shit if you get hacked twice. So, they said it was just some early design documents. We have no idea how much this actually came out or what was actually released or if that was all. I don't remember there ever being a document dump online. Maybe if there were, they were just whatever stuff that was in the trailer. It doesn't matter. But um, we're going to fast forward to uh, four months, October 16th. 2017. Now, this was a very interesting thing because there were rumors that came out of bad working conditions at CD Projekt Red. This was October 16th, 2017. Let's remember that date. Now, this the rumors that came about were based on negative reviews on the website Glassdoor.com. Glassdoor.com, in case you don't know, used a lot by people looking for jobs, and essentially it's people who have either worked at the company have been let go, left, whatever. They'll write reviews of what it's actually like to work at the company. Um, you always have to take them with a grain of salt because usually people who are, feel like they have wronged or have something bad to say are going to be the most vocal. So you got to give every company a chance there because uh, every company isn't really for everyone. Um, and everyone kind of knows this. Everybody who's looking for jobs and un understands this. Um, it's when you look at a company and they have only negative reviews, you're like, mm, Jesus, okay. So... 
everyone was no one like we were all ready to look past this. Um, a people, a couple people threw it on Twitter and said, "Look at this stuff! Oh my God, they're the industry darling, and they're treating people like this. Maybe we shouldn't praise them this much. This is terrible." Because if there's one thing you can guarantee people will try to do, it's try to tear down someone who's getting good press. Absolutely, that'll be the first step. So, what's weird about this is that CD Projekt Red could have just ignored it. This happens at every company everywhere. Has happened to dozens of video game companies. It's not a secret that they're tough to work for, and. The weird thing is CD Projekt Red put out this huge press release saying that, and I quote, their appro- our approach to making games is not for everyone, end quote, which is just weird. Like, I mean, I, that's just one clip. I grabbed the thing, but they put out this huge release. Uh, you, There's always negative reviews there. You can just ignore it. So I don't know why they felt they had to address this. It was very strange. So remember, this was October 16th, 2017. Now there's no other information. Uh, until our following event, which would be E3 2018. Uh, There was, in between those two dates, E3 2018 was June 10th, 2018. So we're talking uh, about eight months in between these spots, roughly. The only thing that happened in those eight months is that the official Cyberpunk 2077 Twitter account laid out one tweet, and it said the word beep. That's it. That's all they were giving anybody. Anyway, so we get to E3 2018 and a lot of information. We finally get a lot of news. We finally see a bunch of stuff. And people are pretty fucking hyped. Uh, It starts out with the E3 trailer. Um, It's a voiceover. It's all like uh, pre-rendered stuff. Uh, This is going to be a bunch of uh, data that's dropping from this E3 2018 thing. But... uh, I really like the the pre-rendered trailer from E3 2018. Go check it out. It's awesome. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, It's other than kind of mostly the setting in the background. This doesn't resemble the game that was delivered whatsoever. Not even fucking close. So that was a that was a huge disappointment. And looking back at this, it's it's laughably bad. I mean, one of the big E3. I guess scandals or kerfluffles or whatever we want to call them was back when aliens colonial Marines came out and they found out that the trailer looked nothing like the final game. It looked way better and they got all kinds of shit for it. This was compared to this. This was fraud. Allegedly, allegedly. I didn't say that. I didn't mean it. It was fraud. It also comes out two days later, June 12th, 2018 cyberpunk is a first person role-playing game. Some details that were announced during this section actually did come up and come to fruition. They said that there's going to be a street cred stat, which did come out in the game. The main character's name is V, which is completely correct. Uh, You could choose V's gender, appearance, class, and historical background. Uh, Which, yes, you could choose the gender, uh, the appearance, sure, class. Class, I don't... Class, I can't really agree with, but historical background, you do have the opportunity still at this t- final game, Persian, to to decide whether V is going to be a street kid in her background or his background or their background. Uh, street kid, a corpo, or a nomad. Um, I'll get into those a little bit more when we do our review, but that is correct, and that did happen. There was also talk of a cool stat, but that was never implemented, and I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, I mean, basically, all we had was all we have now in the final game is street cred and XP. So I don't know what the fuck cool stat was supposed to be. Now, the next day, June thirteenth, twenty eighteen, there was a closed door fifty minute demo, mostly to uh, the journalists. Uh, this was closed. 
uh, wasn't just for anybody. It was just kind of to get journalists an idea of what the game would be like. You basically saw the very early missions with Jackie Wells and Deshaun, uh, a very early mission where you steal a spider bot in order to get to another mission. Uh, there's some driving, there's some character creation stats. Uh, they showed the mat display. This is all just secondhand. I don't know if this was ever actually officially released. So as far as I can tell from the descriptions and all the stuff they talked about, nothing revealed here did not make the cut, as far as I can tell. So then we get to a pretty interesting moment here where uh, it's around E3. I assumed this article was an E3 interview because it came out June 18th, 2018. So this, uh, this was an interesting moment because we're led to believe through this interview that production started much later than the original announcement. Uh, they're saying around 2015, 2016. And uh, this interview is with Marcin Iwinski, is one of the company's co-founders of CD Projekt Red. This interview is between Jason Schreier from Kotaku at the time. Now he's with Forbes. Big ups, Jason. And uh, Mr. Iwinski from CD Projekt Red. And uh, I just want to read this to you because this is very interesting. And it's going to come up later. Jason says, so even though you guys teased it in 2013, it seems like the real development didn't start till after The Witcher 3. Owinski, I can tell you about how it really worked out. When we did that, we thought we'd be able to run two projects at the same time. Jason said, a lot of people think that, and it almost never works out. Owinski replies with, it sometimes does. Look at Ubisoft. Jason replies with, 10 studios, thousands and thousands of people. And then Owinski replies back, we would love to have this knowledge. Maybe over time, I think it's also our testament to quality because theoretically we could have, but then Witcher 3 wouldn't have been what it was. And again, we thought with expansions, all hands on board, blood and wine being 40 to 50 hours, that's all thanks to the fact that there was a smaller group working on Cyberpunk. Our initial intention, or bravery, naivety, was, yeah, we'll pull it off, but hey, it's not working out. End interview segment. And this is like basically... The short version is CD Projekt Red when they announced it, and at the time, they said they had every intention of starting it, getting it up and running, but they couldn't. They didn't have the time, they didn't have the bandwidth, they didn't have the staff, and this is just one of our first real examples confirmed of bad management. That's that's what this game is. It's the story of bad management. Now, that was a lot of info, a lot going on. And then a couple months later, on August 21st, 2018, I wasn't really sure if I'd, I'd even mention this, but a res, uh, someone from the official Cyberpunk responded to another fan who was talking about and asking questions about the genders, uh, where there was a pretty transphobic tweet, where Cyberpunk 2077 official account basically came out and said, did you just assume my gender, which is a very, um, I don't want to say popular, it's it's kind of creating a straw man argument for someone who maybe doesn't abide by traditional gender stereotypes or gender roles or gender assignments. So for a large company who's publicly traded in the Polish stock market to do that, it's very stupid. And it it, it, it there's no good that can come from it. It's all harm. Um, so that's really all we heard until about a week later. And the, the I want to say... This gameplay footage that dropped a week later was not because of that tweet. I, I don't want to say it was to quell that negative press they got. And, and, you know, I'll never know what CD Project Management, CD Project Red Management was even thinking. 
uh, or planning or doing. I'm just saying a week later, they put out a 48-minute video of Cyberpunk gameplay. Was this to get some good press? Maybe. The gameplay was great. It looked super tight, uh, but it overstates so many features in the gameplay and, and the discussion, the narration, including there was a little moment, and I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but there was basically a segment where as the player walked through the area, they'd be hit with basically targeted ads. Uh, kind of like if you've ever seen the movie Minority Port, where they scan your eyeball and see who you are and then start putting in ads just for you. Uh, conceptually, it was very similar. That never happened in the game. Uh, there was also moments where you'd be going through and uh, you'd, you'd basically take out your your jack, your, your, I don't even know what to call it. It's a cord that comes out by your wrist that you use to hack things. Uh, auto jack, there it is. And you'd be plugging it into people's skulls. I don't know if there was a single moment where that happened. Maybe there was and I missed it, but it they made it look like anyone would be doing it. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think that ever happened. Uh, and they talked about so much about the living city and how it's breathing and alive and there's people everywhere, which I'll get to in my review, but that turned out to be a complete fucking joke. Seriously. So then we fast forward. That was, remember, that was August 27th, 2018. Now we heard nothing. And we're going to almost a year later, May 17th, 2019. Remember, August 27th, 18, May 17th, 19, almost uh, math, nine months later. Questions about crunch at the office uh, started to surface. And I did a whole mini episode where I talked about crunch and what that means and what happens. Uh, so you can go listen to that. It's great. It's basically uh, when developers or, you know, it doesn't just happen in video games. Video games are known for it, but it happens everywhere. The idea is that they are getting kind of like mandatory overtime or people's jobs are threatened because they have to work. Then they have to work overtime or basically putting in a hostile work environment where people expected and the, the norm is to do like six or seven days a week, 80 hours or whatever it is. The questions started coming up. They basically came out and said that they wanted to make it clear that Cyberpunk 2077's developers, that even when the studio asks them to work on nights and weekends, it is not mandatory. That is their quote. It is not mandatory. Uh, and then Awinski, coming back here, would say, we've been working toward it for some time already, Awinski said. We've been communicating clearly to people that, of course, there are certain moments when we need to work harder. Like, I think the E3 demo is a pretty good example. But we want to be more humane and treat people with respect. If they need to take time off, they can take time off. Nobody will be frowned upon if this is requested. This was reported by Jason Schreier again because he had mentioned that people from CD Projekt Red... Uh, using an anonymity, have reached out to him regarding the crunch at the studio. So now, that's always in the background. They, they There's possible things. Now we get to what uh, are the big moments. This is the one that I'm sure everyone remembers. It happened for E3 2019. Remember, this is June This is June 9th, 2019. So there was nothing for about a month until and after the crunch. So June 9th, 2019... They do a presser at the Microsoft conference. Keanu Reeves just walks out on stage. Uh, everyone's favorite from the new John Wick movies. He said he walks out, he comes out, and they, they get told the game is coming April 2020. That is the first announcement we have that there's a date. Uh, remember, this has been in development and been announced since 2012. This is the first time they're saying it's coming, and it's April 20th. Keanu basically got everyone super hyped about it, and they showed a new trailer with him in it. So it turns out that 
Keanu Reeves is an NPC or an actor in the game. And this is exciting. Everyone loves this. Uh, they love Keanu Reeves. This was a great get. But again, this trailer we see, it doesn't resemble the final game at all. I mean, you have the same character models. You have the same setting. But uh, the trailer we, we saw was a, a really cinematic moment where you're coming back after one of the biggest story missions and the big double, well, I don't want to say double cross because that'll spoil it. It's after one of the main story missions very early in the game, and it looks and it's shot and presented like it's a movie, and that didn't happen. It's all from first person, characters barely going through the motions. So it was a very big letdown. It's it's not even close. It's not even close to what was announced. This, right around this, this was June 9th, and then five days later, probably coming from EA and your access to these people where you can interview them, CG, CD Projekt Red announced again it will not have a crunch. They're saying it will not have a crunch. Owitsky, quote, why we've been making this public commitment is because we really care about the people that are making this game. It's not me coding personally or painting something. It's the super talented folks that decided to join us, and I want to make sure they feel taken care of and respected. Again, this is going to come up. Uh, also, on a, a little bit later that year, three months later, the multiplayer announcement and confirmation came out on September 4th, 2019. They basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, the game will launch with single player. Multiplayer will gonna be coming on later. Now, GTA V did this uh, when it first launched, and people kind of understood that, yeah, this is bigger and different, and we're fine with the single player for a while. So no one was really mad about it. They were kind of like, oh, it sucks to can't play multiplayer. Day one. But it's, you know, it's understandable. There's a different aspect. They want to focus on the single player and make it as good as possible. So it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of kerfuffle. We, everyone was excited about the Keanu Reeves trailer. No one cared about this part. So then, uh, we, this was September 4th, 2019. We heard nothing, radio silence, until January 16th, 2020. And this is where the first delay happens. So the game has been pushed from April 2020 to September 17th, 2020. And this is where a quote from the press release said, we are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable. Which is interesting because a year later when it released, it wasn't complete and playable. So that's great. And also, please remember, this is before COVID. This is a month and a half before COVID really, well, month and a half, two months before COVID really hit and spread. So this delay was pre-COVID. It was from something else. We don't know. But video game delays, very common. Happen all the time. Everyone was mad, but they were like, okay, whatever. Delayed game is eventually good. Remember, that's the one we always keep hearing. So, fast forward, we're all going through COVID. People are hyped about this game. They're excited, but we're all honestly dealing with other much more important shit. And then it wasn't until June 18th, which is seven months later, that there was a second delay to November 19th. Now, COVID year slowed everything down. Uh, we all knew that. This isn't surprising. I mean, movies are pushed. St stuff went in lockdown and stuff got pushed. It was COVID and we all understood it. So the statement that came from CD Projekt Red was, those who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready. Ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right. It's something we live by even when we know we'll take the heat for it. So they were pretty, pretty ready for this to... Uh, the negative backlash, which there was, uh, sure, uh, originally off the bat. There was plenty of it. People are dealing with COVID. People have other things they got to do. They're, they'll be like, whatever. I guess it'll come out later this year. I, I just wrote this in here right before we go to break. And right, I stopped for part two. 
Uh, there was a Adidas Cyberpunk 2077 shoe announced on 92420. That was the next thing we would hear about Cyberpunk at all, which I suppose isn't really saying anything about Cyberpunk. I just thought it was funny. Uh, there was also a Run the Jewels song tie-in, which uh, the, tie the song's great. No save point, but the game's terrible. Anyway, so the next thing we come to, and we are getting really close to uh, ending this for part one, but September 29th, 2020, Cyberpunk developers will be crunching, despite saying they wouldn't. Bloomberg reported that addressing the fact goes directly against promises made only a year ago. Studio head Adam Badowski writes in the email, and I quote, I take it upon myself to receive the full backlash for the decision. I know this is in direct opposition to what we've said about Crunch. It's also in direct opposition to what I personally grew to believe a while back, that Crunch should never be the answer. But we've extended all other possible means of navigating the situation. Now, they did mention here that people would be paid for their additional work, so I guess that's good, but they lied. And now they have to deal with crunch and angry people and people you're pushing to the brink who are not going to deliver good work. Crunch is a bad idea. Don't do it. So now, right before I leave you for part one, on October 10th, 2020, this is, you know, sorry, October 26th, 2020, about a month after the crunch is reporting and it's happening and they said they wouldn't, a tweet came out saying the date for November is set in stone. Flat out, period. That came out Twitter October 26th, 2020. What would happen the next day, do you think? Well, you're going to have to tune in for part two next week to find out. That was part one. Uh, I enjoyed going through it and talking about the timeline uh, I wanted to emphasize things that would come up later. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, If you want to reach out to us, playtime at gmail.com. We have 100% response rate. We've responded to every email that's come in. Uh, you can also get to us on the socials at Plottytime on Instagram and Twitter. Or, you know, if you go to YouTube, uh, like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. Like and subscribe anywhere. Anywhere you got this podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Tell us what you thought. If you think it fucking sucks. Tell us, send us an email about it. We'd love to read it, get any positive feedback we could. So that does it for part one, Cyberpunk Timeline. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Talk to you next time. Peace.